I'm Dr. Michelle Perez. And I'm Billy Liggett. And this Rise with Orange. And uh, thank you. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, our guests today on Rhymes of the Orange are two students, two freshman engineering students. We have Diana Denini, a freshman from Wilmington who's majoring in mechanical engineering. And joining her today is Josh Brewer. He's a freshman from Rockingham, also majoring in mechanical engineering. The main reason we have them on is because uh, just a few days ago, in fact, they got back, uh, they arrived back from Botswana. South or that's Africa, near South Africa, Botswana, Africa, where they worked to help. Uh, well, you know what? I'm just gonna let them talk about it, guys. Welcome to our show, and uh, I will start off with you, Diana. Uh, tell us what brought you to Campbell University. Um, I heard about Campbell's new engineering program, and I liked the uh, when I came into it. I liked the small class size and the very hands-on, direct approach Campbell is taking with their engineering program. So that's why I chose Campbell. That's a good reason. What about you, Josh? Um, both my parents went here. They graduated from the pharmacy school. And so I've kind of grown up coming back and forth with alumni events and that kind of stuff. So I've just – Campbell's always kind of been, been there. And then when they introduced the engineering school, it just kind of piqued my interest even more. And I've kind of – it just started growing on me, I guess. So that was something you were always interested in. Yeah. And what about you, Deanna? What, uh, what interested you in engineering? Uh, I'm really – interested in math and science and so my dad's an engineer so it was a very uh direct way to go that's very cool what does he do um he's a quality control specialist at ge very cool all right well um we could talk about the school but uh, really um I, I heard you guys just went on a what does it look like about a nine or ten day trip to botswana africa and i did a little bit of research before this and found out two things or three things actually I found out that it is one of the most sparsely populated countries in the world. I found out it has the largest elephant population in the world. But I think most importantly, it is where Prince Harry and Meghan Markle just vacationed. I think oh, while geez. you guys were there. So, <laughs> so uh, um, Josh, we'll begin with you this time. Uh, you and a group of uh, engineering students went to Africa. Tell us, tell us why. So we mainly just, um, it was kind of an opportunity that uh, came up through an internship that one of our students that actually went with us on the trip, um, Daniel Taylor. Um, and they, he kind of came up with it and they had a meeting about it and just kind of like offered it to us and just see if there was interest. And so, I do know, Dan I do know Daniel. Daniel. He, he yes. went to Africa last year yep. and worked with the elephant population there. He helped um, track elephants for, uh, yeah. So. And so he actually went with us on this trip as well and it was okay. through kind of the same group, just kind of a different division of their, what they do. And so, we ended up, he ended up went going to like Bella Bella area, and so we went to more middle of nowhere area. Yeah. And rural Africa. Yeah, very rural Africa. You talked about it being the most rural that we were on a 1.2 million acre or hectare camp. Yeah. Nobody lived on. Nobody. Yeah. And so we kind of went out there and they just wanted us to kind of use our, what we've learned in class to help them solve problems that they were having there and just kind of gave us free reign on that. And uh, Deanna, what were some of those problems? Um, they have a, a airstrip that they land on. It's kind of like a lifeline because it's a four and a half hour drive from the camp to anywhere. 
any civilization. Wow. So, yeah, airplane is very important. And they're having troubles with animals getting on the runway and kind of stirring up the dirt. Elephants walk by, and they're very destructive. And zebras hang out so that it stirs up the dirt, which is hard for the airplane tires to get by. So we actually implemented a roller that rolls behind a truck that they flatten and compacts the, the sand with. All right. Um, I'm still... I still can't get past what you just said, four, four and a half hours to civilization. I lived in a very rural area, and the sky at night, you could see everything. Um, tell us tell us uh, about what it was like being out there, and, and uh, just so I can remember home, uh, <laughs> tell me what the sky was like at night, because I imagine that was something you'd never seen before. So, yeah, I'm really big into photography as well, so that was, like, ideal. Like, I could not wait to get out there and see what the sky looked like without all the light pollution and definitely not let down by that. Like you, one part that like really like amazed me and was just kind of like significant of what was actually happening is you could see stars on the horizon, which you never can see now. Oh, wow. Like okay. there was like, they were, it was touching the ground, like literally yeah. on the horizon and you could see the complete Milky Way. And one thing that was really weird for me was that the constellations were upside down. Which was, because, I mean, you there wouldn't you think go, about yeah. that, and I'm looking up, I'm like, hey, that's Orion, but wait. And so yeah. he's looking down versus... Because you're in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah so wow. it was, it was kind of different, kind of orienting yourself with that. But It was crazy because Botswana is very flat, and so you can see 360 degrees around you, basically. So, like, seeing the stars that are on the horizon. And we actually, we, some of us watched the moon rise. Like, I've never watched the moon rise. Like, the sun went away. And hours later, the moon came up. Yeah, the moon the moon rose around like 12 yeah, or so. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about um, your experience and, and uh, um, more about what you did there. But um, I'm joined again this week by co-host, Dr. Michelle Perez. And uh, Dr. Perez, um, you're sitting there. You look like you're a little jealous of, uh, of the trip they took. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll soon find out. Tell me what your living conditions were. Um, there's actually a brand new lodge that they just built, um, kind of built off the old hunting camp, but, um, they were, it was kind of like camping, but not in the, like, yeah. not in, like, it's hard to it explain. Was not, it was, it was much nicer than I was expecting. Yes. And I mean, if you think about it, the people that would go out there to hunt are not necessarily. They're not looking for got, five yeah, stars. They're, they're, well, no, but they have, they have money, money to though, spend. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to, it's going to be a nice place for them. And so. Because of that, we were fortunate enough to actually have a really nice place to stay. Yeah. And one thing that was I think was really cool was the way the like beds or whatever were set up was there was a window like that you could have them like step out on, and literally the first morning I woke up and I looked up there was an elephant standing oh, outside, wow. which was every morning crazy. I woke up there were elephants outside my window. And you talked earlier about um, before we got on the air about uh, a, a project with the water. Can you tell us a little bit more about that project? Yeah, so the animal conservation that we were at, they target solar energy into pumping um, pumps of water to different sites around the um, concession. And um, so the time of the time of year we went, it was a very rainy season. So we didn't see a lot of like the conditions that are mostly there year-round, but that we've, we saw pictures of just nothing like the it's just dirt and they pump these small little reservoirs full of water for these animals they talk about there would be herds of like 20 plus elephants just 
sitting around this little tiny like metal box that they would pump water into and they would literally be, be like sucking water through the spout like trying to get to water which she was talking about we went like the end of the rainy season and when we were there it was everything was green we were got stuck in the water multiple times and to think that there was a water issue it was kind of crazy at the time right but they from the different evidence they showed us it was insane and so you said it used to be um a place where hunters yes would go uh did they um not to get too much into the history there but did they outlaw that kind of hunting the safari hunting there is that why yeah hunters were no longer there yeah hunting is completely outlawed it was and, uh, um outlawed in 2014 so uh, very recently oh, so, wow yeah. and it, they actually have uh like a force that drives down and just kind of patrols and it's shoot on sight like it's very much enforced so much like a deer stand the, the water that they had out for these animals so they could yep. you know walk up and shoot them i guess that, that was no longer in place yeah. so you guys were also there helping to bring water back to these areas. Just bring water back, which in turn would bring the animals back. Right. Um, had either of you done anything like this before? Uh, what's the furthest you'd ever traveled before? Um, I've actually been to Africa on a mission trip before. Okay. So I went to Central Africa, so it was very different seeing rural Africa. Because Central Africa is more urban, but still um, still much different than... Yes. Yeah, right. And I had been down to like a little bit into the Caribbean, but that was basically the extent of that. So it was, it was much further from home. <laughs> how how did you uh, get to use some of your mechanical engineering preparation? It was actually very cool to use some of the things we've learned in the classroom, um, the design process that we've learned to go through and just pick out problems and solve problems and. Um, we actually fabricated a, a roller for this runway, and so we had to build it, and we had very minimal tools and resources. Yeah, so that was like, we were able to use like the design process that we've learned in class to kind of walk us through what she was talking about, like step by step how we should approach the problem, and then talking about the different tools was just, we build the roller using one drill, a saw, like one drill bit and some rope and I think a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, very minimal. Very minimal tools. And so that was, that alone was just kind of just how to use these tools to the best of our ability with the resources we had without getting hurt because you were four hours away from any right, civilization. Yeah. <laughs> did this reinforce your, your decision to become a mechanical engineer or did it inspire new interests? It definitely made me sure of what I wanted to do, which is mechanical engineering. And it also, I've never been in a situation where I've had to come up with, you know, brilliant ideas. And so I never thought that I, like, had the cool ideas or, like, the resources to reach into to implement things like this, to do engineering. And this was an, just an opportunity to show that I'm in the right field. And I mean, a lot of students will go on similar trips where they're there to help, whether it's a mission trip, whether it's this or that. And the students are part of a revolving door of students that come in and out. And, um, you know, your experience is what is what you get from it. But do you guys feel like you made a difference there? Uh, I definitely do. I mean, uh, one of the other projects that we were worked on was the camp we were at actually runs off a of solar panel solar batteries and just solar power in general and so the batteries they have there are good for 10 years they said and so they've been there for five and they were checking them and 
they were not running as well as they should and so um we had some of our other other students that were there with us to actually work on figuring out what the problem was there and actually were able to fix it and come up with a way to it and showed them how to fix it and so that saved them I think each battery was like three hundred dollars and there was like 24 of them and so kept the the camp running for a little bit longer and so they've definitely and like expressed that to us that we had done some stuff that like was very beneficial. Will this experience leave a lasting legacy in your mind or will you leave a lasting legacy over there? So um, actually while we were there um, we were the first actual students that they had taken to that camp and started working with there and I guess we made enough of an impression just kind of got to know everybody enough that they actually named a pan Campbell Pan and so I just a pan is actually just a body of water in like a place where they have water for the animals and so they had a bunch of different ones named after certain things and so they actually made a big sign oh, for, called Campbell Pan and so there's a little bit of Campbell now in the middle of Botswana. <laughs> so what um this is is this something that the uh, I know you said Daniel went last year for for a different purpose but uh is this going to become, and I, I know maybe Dean Carpenter can speak better to this, is this going to become an annual trip for the uh, for the school? I think that's a plan. Um, maybe not annual, but I think there's a good relationship there that they're yeah. trying to build off of. And you guys are both underclassmen, so is this um, is this a trip that you guys are hoping to make again? Did, did, was it? You know, I hope so. I would yeah. definitely be on board with that. <laughs> and yeah, it looks like you just got back. Um, today's... Uh, so I'm trying to do math here. So about a week ago, you got yeah. back. Uh, mm -hmm. How long does it take to to change? I mean, I know there's jet lag and all that, but just, you know. How long was the trip? Right. Well, <laughs> so we started off in RDU, so Raleigh. We flew from Raleigh to Atlanta, and then from Atlanta we got on the big flight from Atlanta to Johannesburg, South Africa. And that is actually the longest overwater flight in the world. So it was about... 17 hours wow. which ended up being about 20 because we ended up having like a two hour sit on the runway coming there and back so <laughs> it was it is yeah. it was a long trip and then from there we flew to from Johannesburg to actual Botswana so Mound Botswana then we drove the four hours from Mound to the camp so it was, it was a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah. but so how long was the flight from Johannesburg to Botswana um Hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So but after a twenty-hour flight, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. So, it really yes. was. Yeah. So. And then a four and a half hour drive. drive. Yeah, the drive and, and the road conditions. So like halfway, so about two hours in, two hours in is about just kind of road if you want to call it a road. So it's pavement, but it's like full of potholes and just not very good quality road. And then we turn off onto one of the cut lines. And it's literally just two hours dirt road. Through. I wouldn't even call it a road. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a path. Yes, yeah, <laughs> backwards of Africa, wow. just getting to the camp. So it was that was definitely different. You, I mean, you mentioned the skies. You mentioned you know waking up to an elephant. To me, those are lasting memories. But anything else about the trip that just little things that maybe stuck to you that that you didn't expect coming in or that uh, that left a lasting impression on you. My favorite movie is The Lion King. And so it's one of my favorites too. So that was like the coolest thing being able to see most of the animals from the Lion King. We saw zebra, giraffes, lions, elephants, Zazu the bird. Yeah. Like we saw it all. Yeah. I was going to I was going to make this joke, but now that you bring that up, uh, it's like 
um, at Disney World, the uh, Animal Lodge. They they tout that you can wake up with like giraffes coming <laughs> in, but this that can't that can't be nothing like what you guys experienced. It's crazy. And the place we stayed at is a lot of places around Botswana and the tourist touristy areas there are actual like fenced off areas that have a certain amount of animals. This is the place we were at was completely wild. There was. And on the conservation is actually that that land is they. They said it's the biggest migration of animals that cross through yeah. the the property. So just knowing that these animals are just coming and going, like, they're completely wild. They've never seen humans before. It's crazy. People say Bowie's Creek is out in the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> yeah. you, you can argue that, that, no, you've actually been out in the middle of nowhere before. That we, and we, it's more beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we, we made the joke a few times. It's like, this makes Campbell look like it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, this is uh, this is very cool, and uh, um, I, I did want to ask you before before we sign off here, just uh, what you wanted to do with engineering when you graduate. There had to be a reason why um, this interested you, but also uh, you know forward thinking. Uh, what what do you want to be when you quote unquote grow up? Well, first of all, I'm never growing up. <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the direction I want to take is I just want to make a make a difference. And make an impact, and I feel like engineering is a very good way to do that. I don't have any specifics like available yet, <laughs> but that's just my idea. Um, and I, I'm kind of in between a few different areas with it, but I really like um, the additive engineering or like the 3D printers and kind of where the future is going to kind of go with that, and hopefully, kind of be a part of some of the first areas of bringing 3D printers into a more actual use in industry and just manufacturing it's a very young field so yeah. you're in it at the at the right time so well uh diana and josh uh, you both seem like uh, you got a good future ahead of you and uh it's really cool that you got to experience this trip i hope you get to experience it again and uh, thank you both so much for joining us today thank you for thank having you. us